All right. I was thinking we should. We know what we should do. We should have a theme song where you, we, we sing TNT by ACDC, but change it to D&D. 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 I'm dynamite. Right. D, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah, we so, could just sing over the song, or is that copyright? That's probably copyright. I think you just play on a guitar because you're the only one out of us that can actually do music for real. And uh, and then, like, you know, we can all just, like, sing over top of it. That could be our entrance theme. Absolutely. I'll work on that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, because you're the only one that can actually do music too. It's amazing. <laughs> Three lead singers and only one can screw in the light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> barely, barely. Uh, all right. We're recording. We're on. That's our, that's our intro uh, for now. I guess we're recording this with a video too. Yeah. But no one's going to see the, the video part of it. Right. We can put this, we can put this on YouTube potentially. You know, Nick. Nick has right. Nick's very uh, much backlit right now. It looks like we're staring into the sun. I am. Camera. Let's uh, let's change it up. Bitches. <laughs> the camera I mean, positioning. Botches. Botches. Uh, we reconvene though. We get the the uh, the three All most right. uh, uh, beloved slash uh, not so beloved front people in Toronto punk rock getting together again, reconvening. Am I not beloved? I'm sure there's people that don't love you. That's how you know? it goes. Yeah, so, you know, not not everyone's going to be beloved by everyone. Who doesn't you know? love you? Uh, oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. I get there's I get more. texts. I get emails. I don't get, get texts text? or emails. I should say I get comments on social media. That's very different than text and emails. I know. I <laughs> but it, like it comes to you like a text and email does because of social media. So, but you can turn notifications off. You can. Just an idea. You can. I don't. I don't have it like come to me like a notification, like it shows up on my phone. But like you know, you check that stuff and then you see. It, I know. Like, oh. I, I see it all. I mean, yeah. I, I I hyper focused on um, an interview with Mac DeMarco. I did where like the first comment was like, "This guy is like sh a shitty Nardwar." I interviewed him at the Polaris Awards, and they were just like, somebody literally wrote like that this this interviewer is like eats dog shit or something <laughs> like Nick, was, please yeah. call your next record shitty nardwar shitty nardwar i, I you know for an album i've ever heard i would be willing to do that as a tribute to nardwar but i don't want to make it sound like nardwar is shitty so i think no i don't think it would i don't think it sounds like that at all well you also don't kind of but... wayne's world reference with shitty beatles mm. True, you know? true dad. Uh, I, mean, I, I would, and I'm already. I'm saying, bitches, true dad. This is not going well uh, already in so, terms of. So Nick, it, it's not going well, not because there's a bunk bed where mm. you are currently talking to us from, right? This is my office. Not because of the office. bunk bed. The bunk bed's awesome. I store my things on it. <laughs> okay. This is what not is, my bedroom. Is, I don't want to brag, but I, I got there multiple rooms in this estate. Oh, okay, okay, okay. When when the pandemic's over, you're gonna have you're gonna make a band very happy when they have somewhere to crash. When the pandemic's over, yeah. When the pandemic's over, my house is gonna become like a flop house for bands. Just come take over, off crash. Your masks. Take off your masks. <laughs> <laughs> Vaccines are your special friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want you to know, Nick. I, I put you over. I had Bill Hader on the on Turned Out of Punk recently, <laughs> and I put you over because he said he's a huge fan of Odd Squad. And I said, my friend Nick Flanagan has written on that show. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, you know, that's great. Thanks. I mean, you know, I noticed my IMDb sterometer. It went up. You went up. You went up a couple of notches. Yeah, yeah. thanks. That man. should that should serve that. well in countering the uh, shitty Nardwar comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, lately, lately, uh, due to lack of output, there has been lack of shit talk. So I would, I would like, I would call my, I would call my uh, comedy record if I did a comedy record, poor man Strombo. <laughs> Are you a poor man at Strava? <laughs> like, maybe not. <laughs> Financially, yes. Very much so. Oh, my God. 
No, everybody's doing great. Uh, but no, I think that would be a, I think it's a hilarious name. The comedy thing. I've realized I've done like, like three podcast appearances this week and I've all done them wearing the exact same sweatshirt. <laughs> it has not oh, been yeah. the same day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, this is, this is a great time for like, not like, like during the laundry cycle, just like using shirts that you already used before. Like you're like, I mean, I can wear this several times and then wash it. Like what, what do I have to lose? Except like, I'm trying to repel people on the street. I'm trying to, and no one you comes know. near you anymore. You can, you, you know, like deodorant sales must have plummeted because like no one can get <laughs> within six feet of each other. So it's like, well, what's the point? You know, and not that well, I'm not also, wearing deodorant. Trust me. I'm still wearing deodorant because, you know, I have, I have a, a family that lives very close, but if I didn't, you know, I'd just be like, fuck it. I'm not wearing deodorant. I wear deodorant and I'm just noticing like, there's a problem lately where, I don't know, just the next day I, I shower, I wear my deodorant, and then I wake up the next day and I'm like, this is this is horrible. Or even at the end of the day, I'm just like, what's happening? Like, am I just emitting anxiety fumes like that penetrate magnesium? You know, <laughs> like charcoal. Could be the deodorant you're using. No, yeah. this shit's kick-ass. Schmidt. Today's episode of Turned Out of Punk is sponsored by Schmidt. This Use... isn't Turned Out of Punk. This is all of us together. This is like the oh, this is our brand new podcast that's on my our Patreon. Are you? Do you have Patreon, Damien? I always forget. I do have a Patreon. Yes, I do for Turned Out of Punk. You know, um, yeah, I have a Nick Flanagan one, and uh, I am uh, having a. I have a hard time updating it at this point. It's just something where I'm like, you are supporting the things I'm giving everyone. Well, I still. I put on what a podcast on with... there. What do you get with Patreon, Nick? What, what does someone get from you? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like right now, the primary thing they get is like two to three episodes that help support me doing like several episodes of comedy, uh, sorry, podcasts a week. But I also send them like my albums and, you know, this type of thing. Who's your like, dream uh, guest, Nick, right now? Who's my dream guest? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, who's my dream guest? I, I think it would be, um, this is hard. Um, cause like everyone is so horrible now. No last, <laughs> no last one's kid. Mel Lastman, the married, the other New bad York boy City. from, uh, yeah. the commercials. No, but like probably Beto. No, <laughs> that's one of my dreams. That's one of that's my for you. That's for you. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is for you. Um, like, I well, I do think Nardor would be a really fun guest, but um, yeah. that obviously isn't a dream guest because, like, that could be a reality guest. Pretty. I don't know, man. Motherfuckers turned down my <laughs> motherfucker. He's turned down my podcast a couple times. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I don't what? think it's he's fine. just been. I'm like, I've done your shit, like, you know, multiple times. Come on. But he, uh, yeah. why is this so hard for me? I, right I don't now? think he's like, going to do anything where no. the tables are turned around and he's the one answering the questions. He's I very think, private. I, I mean, I interviewed Nardwar. I interviewed yeah. Nardwar before for uh, iWeekly when he did, or for like, he did something at the Drake Hotel, like a speaking thing. And I did interview him in advance. And he oh, gave but that me... was print, though. That was print. Yeah. You're never going to get him on an actual. So we, like we, we also talk. we interviewed him on uh yeah like a radio show but you're right like you're not going to get him on like a mark maron or something like that maybe we'll do maron one day. <laughs> that would um, be an insane episode the guy who knows the most about music and the guy who knows the least about music of all time coming together you know and what? About music. <laughs> i think that uh sarah silverman would be a really good guest like that would be so interesting because there's a lot that i would want to talk to her about um, especially in terms of like uh, um, just her shift in not so much her beliefs, but like in her like public output, because it went, you know, she's, she used to tell jokes that I loved, but that like today would be defended by, uh, you know, the worst people of all time. And, and uh, now she is sort of extremely, um, online and uh humanist let's say what about you, you know, danko who's your number one things. well i mean uh i don't really have one except um 
I did try more than I usually try. I don't try at all for guests really other past an email, but I really, mm-hmm. really kind of tried to get Daryl Mack from uh, Run DMC on the podcast once where I, you know, I tried mm-hmm. to find like a link and I mailed and I did all this stuff and nothing happened. So I guess he, nothing against him, but I guess he would be a dream guest. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's so many like, rap people. Yeah. I mean, if we go into the category of hip hop, it's like, okay, well, Cool Keith, uh, Diamond D, you know. But, um, but, but the thing is for Daryl Mack is like, he's some guy that I think, liked rock and roll more than rap and yet he's known only for rap and he tries to do rock and he just has an interesting i just would love to talk to him about that mm-hmm. well you know something that uh i think it was andy who used to be an endless blockade uh posted on twitter once that was interesting was like what's the name of like or not the name like the onyx style judgment night to judgment night soundtrack uh style like sort of like almost hardcore like call and response kind of like, like mop mop onyx um there's a lot of names that you could you could put in there um even like kind of not buster rhymes but like certain buster rhymes things and uh like what like what is the origin what's the earliest stuff that's like that you that's know and, new york and, rap you know, like well, like DMX is well, like that too. I yeah, but DMX is still like it's very it, it, like I think what they mean is more like four guys. You know, like well, it's yelling. aggressive. It's yeah. aggressive. So so, well, but Run DMC had that cadence. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Like they yeah. did well, have yeah. a rock. That's why it's New York. That's why I'm saying it's New yeah. York's like that. Yeah, Public no, Enemy's that's got what, stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, Public Enemy. Um, did Schooly D well when when um, Onyx blew up uh, that shortly after they blew up Run DMC staged a comeback uh, and they were dressed but they were dressed up exactly like Onyx yeah Um, it was awesome it's like down with the king right down with the king King. it was amazing it was a really good comeback when I was in fifth grade and that came out or sixth grade I was just like and you know, like one of the the one of the positives is just like well, positives and negatives is just like growing up here, especially downtown. It's just like this: the music people liked was like really, uh, like across the boards. You know, because I remember the same year that like Teen Spirit blew up, we were all like DOS effects and you know Chakademus and Pliers and but also Nirvana, you know, and Weird Al for me. I, I liked uh, Run DMC was the first group I ever got into. I had Raising Hell and on tape. Wow. And I mean, I loved, Hell. I didn't have any of that stuff, but I licensed and the to Fat get, Boys. Rest in peace. Oh, li- yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, Very Special Christmas was a huge album for me. And that had, uh, it was, I was a kid. And I, was I do like, remember that came out. Santa Baby by Madonna. I was like, oh, this is cute, but there's a sexiness. And I, I was I was lucky that I had a dad that uh, was never home and felt very guilty. So he'd come home and he'd bring me uh, like a present, you know, like your a Ed OG, like a be a father to your child. Yeah. So no, but I, <laughs> though, I was like, and I was, so I was watching much music and it was just much music would play awesome stuff. Like the video flow was really great back it's then. Amazing. So I'd see Run DMC or see BC Boys or see the Fat Boys and be like, you know, can I get that tape? Can I bring it tape? So I, I had a... I had a few cool tapes by the time I was, you know, six or seven. Yeah, probably when I was like nine or ten, nine, I had this friend who, again, yeah, his parents were divorced and his dad, like, was always sort of showering him with, like, the, the coolest shit. And he had NWA and the Posse on tape. Whoa. And he had Sex Packets by Digital Underground. And I remember we would listen to those like so much i mean the they were all a lot of that was very child child for, even though it's not like you know the humpty dance is very easy yeah, yeah. for a kid to like and and uh and uh you know i mean nwa it is just because it's bad like naughty but you know i would say that i don't really want to put dope man on for my child that much but i would say check out this song humpty dance don't worry about the bathroom in Burger King and what he did in it. Yeah. Don't worry about what he said and do what you like, which was just grab him in the best That was the uh, the uh, sex packets, a dollar for two. How many 
do you want for you? Can I have it? Can I have it? You remember that song? No. I mean, I I, I, I don't, I, I mostly just remember, I had a 12 inch from later on that was really amazing called Oregano Flow. Okay. And, uh, and also, um, I guess do what you like, but I couldn't sing you do what you like. Yeah, I, I definitely like. was a fan. I, be I, what I, you like <laughs> and i and i get around no 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 what was the amazing one same song of course that's an amazing song with the debut of tupac on the mic yeah yeah that song's incredible um how wild is it that much music had the last tupac shakur interview the last biggie smalls interview and the last kurt cobain sort of big significant interview three words suck <laughs> Please. No, she no. she she didn't even do the big Nirvana no. one. That's Erica M, right? Right. She did. Didn't she do the one where they were like outside uh, in Seattle talking? You know, I mean, what's so cool and really telling when you go on YouTube and look for videos and you look for interviews, you're absolutely right. Like there is so much, much music, 90s content. And there's, you there's know, shit in that archive that would blow people's minds like uh like Dave Kennedy's live show from the concert hall shot with three cameras. Wow. The second time they came here. Um, he had like, there's like, like black flag show, a whole black flag show that they shot. For what um, era? Did you have uh, access to all that when you were working yeah. there? Yeah. Like it was it's like, so cool. it wasn't like, you know, you went through the library, but you could just go and see it. But the problem was it's all on magnetic tape. So, yeah, you know, it's not, not here forever. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely an incredible, like the, one of the best archives of music in the world. Um, well, no. let's burn it. Let's destroy society and burn all evidence of the existence of. You really in the it, with the bunk bed and the the angle you chose <laughs> to shoot that. You have a real crazy guy on YouTube vibe going on right well, now. Well, also totally because. Do. I have a beard, and yesterday I was yeah. trimming it, and as you can see, I crossed this like reverse Anton Lavey goatee, so I have these two sort of like lighter patches right at the bottom. So yeah. it yeah. looks yeah. almost like like I'm trying to do some sort of tribal cultural appropriation. You got you got what's the, what posters in the background too? Is that the tragically hip? Why am I the biggest no, face on my thing? I there's no to... tragically hip. There's it's uh, the Outsiders and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And uh, there's also a queen oh, one, and uh, two, what's under the re what's under the green blanket? A mirror. I put my green screen over a mirror because it would be a lot more annoying if the mirror was in the shot. Are you are you like do you do a lot of green screen work? Uh, I mean, like I've tried. It's just uh steps i have a hard time with steps you know like you set it up you put the green screen on you gotta like mostly with zoom you know like you gotta like kind of get the it right there can't be any lines you know it's just i would love to do more green screen work there's so much i want to do and it's just like all of the steps within it are like i can barely right now i have three dogs i'm dog sitting that's in this house i'm in and i'm taking care of three dogs and uh one of you know it's just like that is mostly what i'm doing and it's hard to sort of i get it i get it. i got it, three kids it, yeah like it's one of those things where it's just like you get so frustrated at the amount that you're doing and by the way damien it seems like you're doing a ton um and even me if like i were saying okay well what you did was i we might be in the same boat where we're just like oh i did a bunch of shit and like okay so what did i make from this okay it's you know <laughs> you got to do it for the love of it when you're doing a podcast like I, I got a friend who hit me up the other day and he's like i started a podcast like just let me know how you monetize it and i'm like yeah you too let me know <laughs> Yeah, hit me, hit me well, up when you figure that out. <laughs> exactly. Like right now, you know, people talk about monetizing, and it's like, I don't know, do it on YouTube. Like, basically, spend all of your time figuring out the rollout. Yeah, and then you don't have time to do the podcast. <laughs> you know, it's like if you look at the podcasts that are very popular. Uh, mm -hmm. There's obviously exceptions to this, but like for the most part, they're they're, they're from networks. Like I worked at Q, 
Like when you hear yeah. Tom Powers do an interview, there's like two other people working that. There's like at least two other people working on that interview with him. There's a yeah, producer. I mean, there's like a, an engineer. Yeah. And it's just it's just if you look at the podcasts that are out there now, like you know when you listen to something that NPR or CBC is producing, it's very much a different thing than what. I think we're all trying to do and what kind of the spirit of the medium was in the beginning, but yeah, you know, it's, it's also such an open medium. It's bound to be used by, by like larger corporations to kind of get access to people. And now that's also how you monetize it is, you know, you sell it, you, sell you it. know, like you could basically treat it like, uh, you know, like, like there's a guy named the angry video game nerd cinemassacre on uh, YouTube. And I do think, Oh YouTube, yeah, I know I'm a big fan. Yeah, so you know the 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 story of the uh, angry video game nerd is that it was it's he's one of the oldest YouTube accounts. It was really entertaining at first because like nobody was really doing it, and it was talking about the shittiest video games and get this guy getting mad about it. And um, he did a good job, and he's like a total like metalhead, whatever, like filmmaker, like he's a very creative person, and people were into it. But then like ten years later, still doing it. And then eventually signs it off to some company. And now it feels like the guy's, you know, just like beholden to keep doing it. And he they had to bring in like three guys from the company or like his weird, you know, like side men. And it's just like so unnecessary and uncomfortable. And it's, it's, uh, but, but YouTube, I think is something that's been really, really interesting to me lately, like watching um, Majority Report with uh, Sam Cedar and Michael Brooks, who died, who was amazing, and um, Jamie Peck. But also there's a new guy named RM Brown and he's doing these takedowns of like, you know, like right-wing American people primarily. And uh, it's actually really fun. It, it's just cause it's so irreverent. He lives in Texas and that's, so that's my, my shit lately. And um, it's, uh, uh yeah like i i don't know i mean i i think right now people it's it's hard to have a business plan when it feels like everything is kind of shifting under our feet so much and it's almost like to me the urge is to do exactly what i want to do you know yeah Which no I, mostly, I, I i just have fun doing it you know that's the thing is like mm -hmm. you know it's 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 about still trying to find you know it, it, doing it for the fun of it more than trying to do it for it's like you know when you have a band it, you know and there comes a time where it does become like a real job but like i feel yeah. that it's got to just be about the fun because otherwise what's the fucking point yeah i mean I well, that's, hard that's why I've, that's why i paused my podcast for what started off as two weeks is now in its third month third i month. I'm burnt out by doing it and I, I don't want, I don't feel like doing it. So I'm not saying I'm not going to do it, but when I do, it's because I'm going to, I, I want to have fun again. So. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Are those the, uh, are those the guard dogs in the They're jail like, that you're living in? If you saw these dogs, you'd be like, Oh. I did see them. I did oh, yeah. see them. Then. Yeah, because you came by and you gave me a PSP. Um, yeah. Where my dog pound at? Yeah, the dogs are, yeah, they rushed. They were like, they're the nicest guard dogs you ever met. Like, they just rushed out and, like, the one guy just, like, jumped up and tried to give you a hug, basically. It was, they're super cute. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway um, what was I saying about, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say that. Like, I paused interviews but that's only because like i'm still doing my solo podcast but the my producer andy lloyd the great andy lloyd left he's he's got stuff to do and man i used to edit my interviews but now it's just like i the my voice i cannot handle it i cannot handle how dumb i feel listening to a conversation i'm having with somebody and like doing what i'm doing right now just butting in and like you know it's like do you know what i'm talking about when it feels like you're listening and you're just like boy did i did i did i interrupt this person or did i like just go on and on about something they did not care about you know yeah no it's, it's hard when i go back and listen to the old ones but i think like listening back to them for so long now has made me better at it you know 
I feel like that's if what I, I'm anticipating, you know, that's I know it's important. I think you that's like it's that. also like a conversational podcast like this and an interview podcast is are very different things, you know, like we can cut each other off now and, and butt in, but when you're trying to interview someone and 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 I don't know, especially with turn out of punk, I feel like I'm almost beholden to that. Like I gotta make sure I'm not, you know, but I definitely go back to the old ones and I'm like, holy you fuck. have a, a ton of consistent ex- experience. Like you you've never really um taken a break from interviewing or interacting with people on camera and stuff. And I've had big lags, I think, in between that, you know? And like the podcast, like one of them is just me literally only talking about whatever. And sometimes I apply that to the more, and I have conversational and interviewee uh, guests. And so sometimes like, you know, I get mixed up. You know, so it's, uh, but it's a challenge. It's like really interesting to me that like, I'm almost three years in and it's like, oh, okay. So like this still isn't even at like as much as I want it to be like as, I haven't made it what I want it to be exactly yet, you know, but I think I will get it. Yeah, no, I think that's the thing is you just got to keep doing it. Like that's the ultimate thing with the podcast. It's like it's a war of attrition. And the last podcast standing <laughs> is going to be, you know, the one that, you know, but that's how it is. Like you just got to yeah, keep man, going with it. It's going to be a self-help. I mean, there's a whole world of podcasts that like the average comedy podcast person is not necessarily listening to. And those are the most popular ones. You know, the I've, ones that- I, yeah, yeah, I've I've very rarely Marketing heard a comedy ones. podcast. Yeah, I've never heard a I've never really heard pod comedy podcasts. I've never really heard uh any type of podcast other than wrestling podcasts and like earlier today, podcast in your podcast. Earlier and today like, you said you hated comedy. Comedy. Yeah. I find comedy not very funny a lot of times. <laughs> like I just we're I don't know. A, we're we're in a lull, but if you want to have a good time with a comedy show, watch uh, How to with John Wilson. It's a good one. uh i think i did maybe i didn't watch that one i don't know i've watched a i've watched a bunch of stuff i there are some good tv shows i really have enjoyed ap bio i find mm. I, I laugh a lot with that show um hang on i'm gonna close the door you have an option to close the door this whole time well i don't want to must up my room <laughs> Oh, there you go. This is the weirdest <laughs> podcast I think we've ever done. It's like, it's just so bizarre. It's is also this a conversation? Really Did we accidentally just have a phone, uh, like a party line conversation? Yeah, it's like, maybe we don't put this up. Maybe it's just like a conversation. I was trying to get all the all the stuff that I, I, I might or someone might bring up before in text form before we started this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we cleared we cleared a lot of uh we vented a lot phlegm <laughs> the thing is i still want i still want to fucking vent i mean listen of course i want to vent i've got barking dogs around me all the time <laughs> and then i have two of the barkiest dogs and then i just have this other dog that is tiny and old and if i'm like three feet away from him he starts barking you know so it's just like I wish I could breastfeed. I feel like if I could breastfeed these dogs, well, the house would probably wish you were a dog because I don't think just being able to breastfeed is what you need in the situation. You, you know? know, that's the other thing I would love to do is to have that Snoop Dogg, uh, what's my name, who <laughs> yeah, am morph. I, like morphing capability because, like, essentially they do think I'm a dog that controls the food. <laughs> Can I just point out, Damien? That you 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 um, said maybe we shouldn't air this, and now it's suddenly we, it, this is podcast gold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is podcast yeah. gold. We got to put this up. We got to put yeah. this up. Yeah, no, we got it. I mean, like the fact is, this ain't gonna be no one off. No, D and D is a regular occurrence. I think that's the thing we well, realize. Yeah, we, we, this is like uh, as much as it is like a podcast is like a group therapy session for for oh us. You know, God. and. and when this thing's all over, I can't wait to do this in person. Then we can all get Chipotle together afterwards. Group therapy. Yeah. So you talk to your therapist and you're like, I'm, just, I'm pausing my podcast. I've got to pause. 
Are you talking about me and my therapist? Do you ever tell your therapist that um, I do a podcast? I've been to therapy and I've never brought up my podcast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've really brought up my podcast. So maybe I've brought it up as like something that I'm disappointed in myself about. I've got actually, I'm going to call my doctor who I haven't seen in a, I'm probably due for a, a physical at this point, to be honest, but I, I should call my doctor because I have a podcast guest coming on that she is obsessed with. And I know this because every time I've gone to see her, uh, she brings up the band Fun to me. And I have the singer from Fun coming on the podcast and it's going to blow her mind. She is going to be beside herself. She brings can up talk about, Can we talk about Eve 6 for a second? <laughs> sure. Remember that band Eve 6? Yeah, I think so. They, they, they had that song like, put your heart in a blender. Put my heart in a blender. Once for so, the ones, once for the videos. Like there's the, the guy from Eve 6 runs, you know, the Eve 6 Twitter. Twitter and it's yeah. like super like humorous and anti-capitalist. It's like a very interesting. So the, Eve 6 has had a second life as sort of like a popular leftish. <laughs> like critical Twitter account. And I think this is something interesting that's happened in this side of the century. You know, it's just like, you can, if you're an interesting enough person and you only had one hit, like you can have this sort of weird social media, like even garbage, not that they were one hit wonder on, on any level, but like Shirley Manson, um, you know, hosts like a podcast now. She's cool um, as shit too. She is. Uh... Yeah, she sounds great. She, I've been trying to get her on the podcast for a long time, and uh, she said she's going to do it, but it has not happened. But I met them when I was uh, – they, they came to CFMY, and they did, like, one of those interview things on uh, the Kim Hughes show. Oh, we got to talk about this is this is this is the gold of this podcast. And I Go went on. in, and I went in, and I and I and we met her them and uh, Butch Vig and the and the and the whole band, and they were the coolest fucking people ever. And they gave all my friends and I tickets to the show, and That's they hung funny. out with us for like a good, like I don't know, hour after they did the interview, just chatting. You know, like what? I was asking Butch, like I was just like. 14 15 right so i'm asking butch vig about you know dicroitzen like bands that i just read that he worked with that i had no idea about like i'm like what's this band dicroitzen like like you know like what's what's the thing like you know That's and he was so just funny. the nicest dude and they were just so nice to us and she was super cool and then we went on tour with them on one of those sound wave things was it the year we did it together they yeah. were on that yeah yeah and I, and I ran into them a couple times and they were once again super really friendly and really nice and so yeah, I ride hard for garbage. Like I, I think that those, you know, it's like all punk people too. They all came out of kind of like DIY bands before they were doing garbage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Like garbage is. I just go to the bathroom, guys. Keep talking. Cla classic alt. Um, I never really got into them. I mean, I don't have any opinion about them except for their no. name. I just never liked the name. Musically, but, uh, I uh, musically I, never bothered me. Yeah, no, I never like got into them serious, but they never, they like always had some level of like, I was like, okay, like this is like Lollapalooza music or something. This is like, yeah, like, that's a Elastica good term for it. Or, you know, oh, I love Elastica. Yeah, that's but, different. I, I loved Elastica and I was garbage was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then there was all kinds of like, yeah, like you say, Lollapalooza bands. I guess Eve Six is also part of that. There's tons of those, those bands that you just never, What's that? Everclear? I was going to say Everclear were like Everclear. that for a bit, but then Everclear. Like the, the tons of those Lollapalooza 90s bands. But before we get into the Lollapalooza thing, I want to ask, like, Damien, did you hang out at C that CFNY that was downtown on Bloor a lot? Because I oh, was yeah. a rat for that. I'm surprised we never came across each other there because I started going there. I moved by there when I was 13. And I just like loitered there. So I went and saw interviews with uh, the Ramones. Um, I didn't see that one, unfortunately. Trent Reznor, The Offspring, Stereolab. I met Stereolab and uh, um, Bad Religion. Um, it was it was like really like a large ween. Like there were there were just so many people and I would just walk like 11 minutes and suddenly get to go. To, to see this stuff and like 
it we, was um, neat. I met Jim Jones. Uh, Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Yeah, Jim, Jim Carroll. Capo. Jim Jones. Of Dip <laughs> Jim Set. Jones. Dipset. Like uh, he was awesome. No, I met Jim Carroll. Uh, I met. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, he was, and he was fucking cool. Tristan yeah. and I talked to him about Rancid for a good twenty minutes, and he told us like this whole story and like. You know, because also that was, I think, the benefit too is like it wasn't just me because I was like, you know, 13 around this time, 14, but I had my brother who was like 11, you know, yeah. and so I had this like little, little kid with me. So they were all like, you know, like, oh, they, they were super friendly to us all the time. You know what's weird? That sounds yeah, that's like so familiar to me. Like, I wonder if we were in the I'm same sure we were. Were you, the, were, you there, were you there when Sonic Youth was there? It's possible. I mean, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't necessarily remember. The coolest bands we met there were Sonic Youth were kind of like, not dicks. Like they were actually really nice in retrospect, like for how punishing we were as kids, but like they weren't cool. Whereas no, like they're like, okay. Yeah, no, but Pansy Division, Pansy Division oh. were, were the best. They were I like, hung out with Pansy Division. Yeah. Like for an entire afternoon. I like walk went to Sneaky D's and they were sound checking and I was like, "You guys are cool." Yeah, they were super cool. We hung out with them yeah. at CFMY and then and then Garbage. Garbage were like the the best band ever. Like they just like were so friendly to us and we were so fucking punishing. Like just like, oh my god! Like that was a weird thing about like so CFNY, You know, I guess they had their like corporate offices where they did most of their programming, but then there was this satellite location where they did all these like fancy interviews and stuff and kim hughes did her show at 6 p.m and i mean they seemed they were so open to coming in and just like hanging out and loitering i don't even mean like when there were guests like we just go there you know and, and yeah and yeah it was um did you have anything like that danko no pkln or chrs i was i think around that time i was doing the show on yeah. chry so yeah. i was i was kind of like cfny come on like yeah he's like fuck this right. poser shit this is a poser <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> which is why like years later when i i heard through the grapevine that we weren't um how did they phrase it that our band wasn't uh compatible with cfny after we had already gotten airplane i was like motherfucker you Fucking, you know, I'm from CHRY. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, well, that was the thing. Like yeah, you graduated out of CFMY pretty quick once you found out about CHRY and CKLN and and CIET. I never, but yeah. I never listened to CFNY. Like I'm not trying to be cool. I just immediately uh, found CKLN first. And then I found CIUT second, and I just mm. I liked the programming on CKLN. I didn't really listen to CIUT too much. And oh, then once CIUT I found CIUT, had the power moves, didn't it? Or was that on CKLN? No, that's CKLN on Saturday afternoons. Mm -hmm. That's what power uh, power moves. And I were, my life. Ron Nelson is what we were talking about before. But mm -hmm. once I found CHRY, I started listening to that exclusively. I, I only listened to that because yeah. they just it was just better better personalities and programming and music and it was wild and and then i started calling into chry and they would play my song and uh my requests and stuff so i had more of a relationship with chry than anything oh. like cfny well i became friends with so many people who worked at chry as djs and those are the people whose like musical taste is like you know like just amazes me but but i was too far from that signal so i couldn't even did you used to call into my one. show yeah. no i, I couldn't maybe i, I did once it. or twice but i couldn't get your show like yeah. i could not get chry downtown so see, I steve perry was like oh you have to hook up your cable to your state oh sorry didn't even chaos but like steve perry would always be like oh you got to hook up your cable to your fucking radio i'm like your cable to your radio how do you do that yeah i don't yeah. know that shit i was like 14 you know, and it, it, but, but so that was see, see, CHRY existed in this thing, kind of like your Dyke Cruisen situation, where it's just like uh, something You're I knew right. about, yeah. but I and I thought was amazing, but like I wasn't cool enough to figure out how to listen to. Well, they play um, CHRY, unlike CKLN, CAT, CHRY would play something like Dyke Cruisen 
in at two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's like a proper like, WFMU, like a proper, uh, whatever that, uh, Kate, like the LA based kind of KPLX or whatever it is, like, like, uh, oh, KCLU, KXLU. And, uh, um, like those are, those are awesome ones where it's just like, it's, it's like a, your own iPod on, on shuffle all day. Long. Well, yeah. And, and eventually I, I, I started, I, I went there when I was in high school, I went there to sit in on a show. I sat in on, I met Steve Perry, like when I was in high school and that's when he had dreads. And I was you should like, make it clear. Guys. It's not the guy from journey. Right. Right. Of course. <laughs> I met Steve the real Perry. Steve Perry. Thank you very much. The real Steve this Perry. Is legit Steve Perry. Linchpin and, uh, of the Toronto hard dreadlocks. And yes, this is like long, long time ago. Never met a white guy with dreadlocks before. And I was like, wow, this is a wild place, man. <laughs> and I sat in on um, uh, her name was Glennis. I don't know what happened to her, but she played. Glennis Johns. Glennis Johns from Mary Poppins, the mother, was a no. DJ on <laughs> No, there's other people named Glennis. He's a hall pass um, man. You're talking to a dude oh. who has TikTok, Nick. You're, you sound like you're a thousand years old. Yeah, I got that. TikTok, man. I'm yeah, on TikTok. Like, Should I do TikTok? I'm I'm uh, considering uh, leaving TikTok <laughs> after, I signed, after I signed up yesterday. But then um, that night. <laughs> I sat behind her. I sat in the chair behind her and I just was really quiet and very nervous and intimidated. And she played the gruesomes. And that's when I heard the gruesomes for the first time. And then we ended up playing with the gruesomes in 2000 at the uh, horseshoe. But mm-hmm. uh, so things have a way of uh, coming around, but, but it was uh, CHY is, is kind of like how CFNY was for you guys. And, and then I, you know, then I became like part of the staff there and I had a show yeah. there and yeah, it was great. And there's but, been I a mean, lot of people who've come out of there, like Matt Galloway. Yep. For sure. CBC and like our, our friend AL, you know, and yeah. And it, it has shifted and, though. By the time Nick and I were kind of like CIUT was like where mods and rockers was. That's where Allison and Jamie had their show. That's where hell yeah. had his show. Hell yeah. Um, right. Yeah, yeah like, it uh, was much more like CKLN was uh, Brian Taylor, yeah, Brian Taylor, uh, and Power Move, and uh, and, uh, and um, Jill Heath. Jill, but they had been, they had retired by the time I was even. CI, like, yeah, not Jill Heath, but CIUT uh, was there was Yo B, um, uh, was someone Yo like I used to listen to the Yo B show, and she she uh, was this really like nice like you know play cool music like dj lady and i i when i was young you know i was all about like corresponding with people even to the point of like having long phone conversations with people who like i didn't meet that much like i talked so much to patty kim you know patty kim of punk planet like who did the zine alterna zone when i was growing up and fuzzy heads are better and um we talked on the phone all the time and I would, I would call in to CIT and I would like talk to Yo B a lot when I was like 14 and we made a plan to like hang out at the Rivoli. And I was like, yeah, just going to hang out with Yo B. And it must've been so insane. Like for a woman in her like mid twenties or whatever to like come to meet up with somebody. It's like a 14 year old. Hey, that's the oh, punk. Yeah. Punk is the only place. A movie? <laughs> punk is the only place where that can happen. I'm not saying always, but it can happen and be innocent. You know, like that's right. the oh, right. Like yeah. it's not always, but like once in a while. Like, yeah, I remember becoming friends with the Monts and realizing yes. that I had a friend that was older than my dad. Yeah. You know? And that and yeah. you know, or my he's 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 actually I think a little slightly he was sorry rest in peace he was slightly younger than my father but like. You know, that was like completely normal to me because we collected records and he liked all the same music I liked and and knew so much more about music than I did. And, you know, so it was fine. But yeah, like, it's just so weird that that's like, you know, like I had friends that were, you know, in their 40s when I was a teenager. And I mean, ideally, ideally that can happen. 
ideally. Yeah, you know? no, I, like, it, it definitely it's, is. It's, it's almost like important for people who are like not creeps to like just sort of be like, you know, somewhat boundaried, like talk to people like they're not grownups, but you know, ma like mature people and like just treat them nice kid you know and and like just say like what are you into like what do you like like just you know because i just think there's so many fucking creepazoids oh, a lot of predators out there like, yeah and it's like you know ideally it, we just don't live in a world where like people just are too scared to do anything because of all of the bad people but where like you can make a clear delineation between like you know someone's shit and someone who's like like legit nice but i don't know there's Maybe also like a lot of like talk to kids well there's also like a lot of weird <laughs> bullying stuff that would happen with like an older person i found with younger kids where like they would be like it was like oh what kind of shit are you working out here you know like I, I right found, yeah yeah like more than you could uh, definitely run into that kind of thing yeah and and yeah. and you know it's harder to understand people being in a bad mood or people being like short with you when you are like a kid, like it's a lot yeah, more yeah. sort of stressful and stuff. I mean, I'd still be stressed out by it, but that's cause I was a kid and I was, that's, I'm still in that mindset of like not knowing what to do if someone's being. That's why I think a monster was like one of the most special human beings I've ever met in my life because, and I talked to, I brought, I bring him up on stage every time we play Hamilton and there's inevitably someone comes up to me and, and says you're, you're right everything you say is right and like one time it was this uh this woman who played in some garage punk bands and she she was like he was the only dude that ever came up to us and was like interested in our band like in a really like intense way that wasn't a creep and yeah I, and that's what it felt like even like as a kid like he was just like oh here's a mixtape i'll make you a tape and you're like, oh, weird. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was never, it was a hundred percent completely innocent. It was never like some sort of weird sexual thing or some weird bullying thing or some weird. <laughs> I made you a mixtape. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> the first song is I want your sex. Yeah. Like just like second song is sex type thing. Third song is sexy back. <laughs> Fourth song is sex bomb by tom jones yeah no it's not it sounds like song is sex beat by <laughs> sounds like you made this mixtape before yeah it seems like, an, <laughs> it seems like an old Nick special <laughs> yeah that's what it says on the like uh vertical writing thing on the cassette nick <laughs> sex special. fine yeah the spine yeah. <laughs> well guys thing. i gotta jump off i gotta jump off uh yeah, Damien, should, should we stay on well i should probably jump off too because i got a, okay. a meeting as well in a little bit but uh this has been oh, fun shit. we should continue again oh Who this was meeting? fun i, yeah, I like it fun. i like yeah, this we should fun. we should do another one um do it next week do it i guess where should we say where you can find yeah. people can find us because we're going to be putting this up on our all our respective platforms right so uh yeah. this will be uh, this is my return to the podcast i know world. your feed is alive again yep yep this is going to restart it. There we go. We're uh, well, I, you can find me at left for Damien and I do turn it out a punk uh, podcast on my own. And uh, yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm at at Danko Jones on Twitter at Danko underscore Jones on Instagram. And we're doing a live stream, my band Thursday. No, sorry. Friday, March 12th and Saturday, March 13th uh eventbrite.ca for tickets oh yeah we have a, uh, fucked up as a new song out too that's 20 minutes long it's chapter 24 right. minutes long it's chapter two of oh my of god minute song. i'm starting to get my lyricals back and like i've been from the wrong hole band and uh i'm in a band called wrong hole and uh i our first album was called 2012 and i've decided our next album 2021 that's the title <laughs> and uh i've i i've got my like uh titles i always start with like titles first because i'm a professional and uh airplane mode wait this is the debut of the titles of yeah, the upcoming <laughs> right i want to write a song i have a song idea called airplane mode and it's like about both how we are shutting off how we shut off for two years 
but also how we didn't get to be on planes. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so look forward to that song in musical. No, can't wait. that's not going to be my only promo. Fuck that shit. <laughs> and fuck you. Um, I, uh, my name is Nick and I uh, host a podcast called Nick Flanagan Weekly uh, as well. I am on a uh, group stream slash podcast called in the green zoom with just like amazing comedians um ryan singer and chris fairbanks gareth reynolds maggie may uh matt mccarthy and a bunch of other uh phoebe bottoms sarah june Raphael, paul danke james fritz all hilarious comedians and uh it's a it's a podcast so you can download in the green zoom and i am going to be on the march 9th and march uh 30th episodes which stream every tuesday at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific i think i love the play on green room i came up with that title do you guys smoke weed <laughs> yes you do oh wait do that well not <laughs> on not on the stream but i'll like generally take an edible that will kick in like close to the end of this no i thought that was maybe the green room thing i thought that was also what you're playing off of no, bro. This is about the this, the way we talk, like how the stand-ups talk when we're waiting to go up. You know, we're like, I, I, this guy's a jerk. Hey, I've one seen, time I went to Montana. I've seen The Big Sick, and I've seen uh, that other movie where they do stand-up comedy stuff. I know how it goes backstage. I will tell you that, like, this group of comedians, Greg Barris is also part of it. Um, like, this woman, um, woman, my ma manager, Jessica, used to be in a band. She's from Vancouver. She used to be in a band called Hallmark with a man named Robert Dayton of uh, Canned Ham, a uh, interesting character from the Toronto and from the Canadian scene. And uh, she just like has the wackiest, uh, most like-minded group of people in her stable. So it's like really been amazing getting to know them it's like it's it's been very uh crucial during this brutal all right guys bye say hi say hi to hallmark for me you say hi to hallmark say hi to jail for me i gotta leave i well i gotta leave i gotta leave say hi to hardship posts